This is the Biblical Unitarian Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Biblical Unitarian Podcast. This is episode number 19 entitled, The Origins of Wisdom Christology in the Book of Proverbs. The Biblical Unitarian Podcast is the podcast that aims to start conversations about the oneness and unity of God and about the humanity of Jesus. Thanks again so much for listening to us. My name is Dustin Smith. I am your host. Attentive readers of the New Testament, as well as those well-read in modern New Testament scholarship, are aware that many of the New Testament authors depict Jesus Christ in light of previous descriptions of God's personified wisdom. In fact, modern scholars have recognized this Wisdom Christology, as it is called, in such books as the Gospel of Matthew, the Gospel of John, 1 Corinthians, the Epistle to the Colossians, and the Book of Hebrews, which is honestly a pretty impressive list of books. Unfortunately, many readers of the Bible are unaware of what Wisdom Christology is, what it means for the significance of the person of Jesus Christ, and how it all came about. So, The next episodes of the Biblical Unitarian Podcast will be dedicated to tracing wisdom Christology from its inception in the Old Testament, the Hebrew Bible, on into its appearances in the New Testament, with the hopes that the readers of the Bible can come to better appreciate and understand the person of Jesus Christ. So we're going to be looking at wisdom Christology, where it came from, and how it shows up in the New Testament books. So we have to start at the origins of Wisdom Christology. And the origins of Wisdom Christology come from the book within the Hebrew Bible known as Proverbs. Now in Proverbs, wisdom as God's wise interaction and instruction in and to his creation is personified within a variety of chapters. In fact, wisdom is personified as a female figure in Proverbs chapter 1, 2, 3, 4, 8, and chapter 9. So six chapters is a large chunk of the personification of Lady Wisdom. Now, the English translation wisdom comes from a feminine Hebrew noun, chokmah. And since chokmah is a feminine noun, it gets personified as a female figure. And so we're going to see how this personification works. We're going to see that God's wisdom, again, his wise interaction and instruction with his creation, gets personified as a female figure. Let's look at some of these passages. We're going to read some significant chunks out of the book of Proverbs in order to make our point today. Proverbs chapter 1, starting in verse 20. Wisdom shouts in the street. She lifts up her voice in the square. At the head of the noisy streets, she cries out. At the entrance of the gates in the city, she utters her sayings. How long, O naive ones, will you love being simple-minded? And scoffers delight themselves in scoffing, and fools hate knowledge. Turn to my reproof. Behold, I will pour out my spirit on you. I will make my words known to you. Because I called and you refused, I stretched out my hand and no one paid attention. And you neglected my counsel and did not want my reproof. I will also laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your dread comes. When your dread comes like a storm and your calamity comes like a whirlwind. When distress and anguish come upon you. Then they will call on me, but I will not answer. They will seek me diligently, 
they will not find me because they hated knowledge and they did not choose the fear of the Lord. They did not accept my counsel. They spurned all my reproof. So they shall eat of the fruit of their own way and be satiated with their own devices. For the waywardness of the naive will kill them and the complacency of fools will destroy them. But he who listens to me shall live securely and will be at ease from the dread of evil. That's Proverbs chapter 1, verses 20 through 33. And so in this passage, we can observe that Lady Wisdom is clearly personified as a female. Lady Wisdom openly invites listeners to take heed of her knowledge, words, counsel, and reproof. She speaks publicly at the gates. She shouts, lifts up her voice, cries out, calls, stretches out her hand, laughs, and mocks. Clearly signs of personification. Lady Wisdom can be sought out in this passage. She promises a secure life and ease from the dread of evil to those who listen to her. Let's move on to another passage in the book of Proverbs, here in Proverbs chapter 2, starting in verse 2. Make your ear attentive to wisdom, incline your heart to understanding. For if you cry for discernment, lift your voice for understanding. If you seek her as silver and search for her as for hidden treasures, then you will discern the fear of the Lord and discover the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright, a shield to those who walk in integrity, guarding the paths of justice, and he preserves the way of his godly ones. Then you will discern righteousness and justice and equity and every good path, for wisdom will enter your heart. That's Proverbs chapter 2, verses 2 through 10. And in this passage, we can observe in regard to Lady Wisdom that Lady Wisdom is to be listened to. Lady Wisdom can be sought out like silver and hidden treasures. She is likened to knowledge and understanding. All of those are synonymous descriptions of wisdom, wisdom being knowledge and understanding from God. Lady Wisdom will also help you discern the good course of action. Moving along, we're going to move to chapter 3 of the book of Proverbs, starting in verse 13. How blessed is the person who finds wisdom and the man who gains understanding, for her profit is better than the profit of silver and her gain better than fine gold. She is more precious than jewels, and nothing you desire compares with her. Long life is in her right hand, and her left hand are riches and honor. Her ways are pleasant ways, and all her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to those who take hold of her, and happy are all who hold her fast. That's Proverbs chapter 3, verses 13 through 18. And in this passage, we can observe that Lady Wisdom has profit that is greater than silver, gold, and jewels. She is a delightful pursuit. She possesses long life in one hand and riches and honor in her other hand. Lady Wisdom's roads and ways are both pleasant and peaceful, and Lady Wisdom is likened unto the tree of life. Now we move on to the most substantial passage to where Lady Wisdom is personified within the book of Proverbs, and that is Proverbs chapter 8. And actually, it's the entirety of Proverbs chapter 8 
that demonstrates this massive personification. And so it is worth our while to read Proverbs chapter 8 in its entirety. So here goes. Does not wisdom call and understanding lift up her voice? On the top of the heights, beside the way, where the paths meet, she takes her stand. Beside the gates, at the opening of the city, at the entrance of the doors, she cries out. To you, O men, I call, and my voice is to the sons of men. O naive ones, understand prudence, and, O fools, understand wisdom. Listen, for I will speak noble things, and the opening of my lips will reveal right things. For my mouth will utter truth, and wickedness is an abomination to my lips. All the utterances of my mouth are in righteousness. There is nothing crooked or perverted in them. They are all straightforward to him who understands, and right to those who find knowledge. Take my instruction, and not silver, and knowledge rather than choicest gold. For wisdom is better than jewels, and all desirable things cannot compare with her. I, wisdom, dwell with prudence, and I find knowledge and discretion. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride and arrogance in the evil way, and the perverted mouth I hate. Counsel is mine and sound wisdom. I am understanding. Power is mine. By me, kings reign and rulers decree justice. By me, princes rule and nobles, all who judge rightly. I love those who love me, and those who will diligently seek me will find me. Riches and honor are with me, enduring wealth and righteousness. My fruit is better than gold, even pure gold, and my yield better than choicest silver. I walk in the way of righteousness, in the midst of the paths of justice, to endow those who love me with wealth, that I may fill their treasuries. The Lord possessed me at the beginning of his way, before his works of old. From everlasting I was established, from the beginning, from the earliest times of earth. When there were no depths, I was brought forth, when there were no springs abounding with water. Before the mountains were settled, before the hills, I was brought forth. While he had not yet made the earth and the fields, nor the first dust of the world, when he established the heavens, I was there. When he inscribed a circle on the face of the deep, when he made firm the skies above, when the springs of the deep became fixed, when he set the sea in its boundary so that the water would not transgress his command, when he marked the foundations of the earth, then I was beside him as a little child, and I was daily his delight, rejoicing always before him, rejoicing in the world, his earth, and having my delight in the sons of men. Now, therefore, O sons, listen to me, for blessed are they who keep my ways. Heed instruction and be wise, and do not neglect it. Blessed is the man who listens to me, watching daily at my gates, waiting at my doorpost. For he who finds me finds life, and obtains favor from the Lord. But he who sins against me injures himself, and all those who hate me love death. That's Proverbs chapter 8, verses 1 through 36. And there's just so many things that we could say there about the personification of Lady Wisdom that are present within this passage. But the key ones that I would like to pull out are the following. 
Lady Wisdom is personified with lips and a mouth. She is set alongside other personifications like prudence, knowledge, and discretion. Lady Wisdom hates evil. She also possesses counsel and power. Lady Wisdom is the source of the reign of kings, the just decrees of rulers, and the judgments of judges. She is able to show love. Lady Wisdom also offers profit and fruit, which is more favorable than pure gold and choice silver. She was in the beginning with God, but she repeatedly notes that God is the creator. And lastly, Lady Wisdom laughs and rejoices. That's quite a lot of personification regarding God's wise instruction and interaction with his creation. Last passage that we're going to look at regarding the personification of Lady Wisdom is Proverbs chapter 9, starting in verse 1. Wisdom has built her house. She has hewn out her seven pillars. She has prepared her food. She has mixed her wine. She has also set her table. She has sent out her maidens. She calls from the tops of the heights of the city. Whoever is naive, let him turn in here. To him who lacks understanding, she says, Come, eat of my food and drink of the wine I have mixed. That's Proverbs chapter 9, verses 1 through 5. And this passage we can observe in regard to Lady Wisdom that she is personified as one in charge of her own house. She offers food and wine. Lady Wisdom has her own female maidens, and she invites the naive and those who lack understanding to partake of her food and wine. Now, what is the point of all this? Well, the mega passage in regard to Lady Wisdom's embodiment or incarnation is actually in the last chapter of the book of Proverbs. Yes, in Proverbs chapter 31, verses 10 through 31, is the passage regarding the excellent and ideal strong wife. It's actually one of the only passages in the book of Proverbs that was originally meant to be applied to female readers, to where the majority of the book of Proverbs was initially written to attract young men to listen to God's wise instruction, God's law, God's Torah. But what is interesting about this passage in Proverbs 31, 10 through 31, the passage about the ideal strong wife, is that there are multiple descriptions of this strong wife that draw upon previous statements about God's personified wisdom, Lady Wisdom. In other words, Lady Wisdom gets embodied and, dare I say, incarnate within any woman who wishes to apply Proverbs 31 into her life. So let's look at these passages. Let's look at these connections here. Again, the earlier depictions of Lady Wisdom within the book of Proverbs become descriptions of an actual woman, a physical woman that's a human being, who applies the passage of the ideal woman in Proverbs 31 into her life. So the first connection we see is that Lady Wisdom and the ideal strong wife are both worth more than jewels. We saw this in regard to Lady Wisdom in Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 15, but it's also said about the ideal strong wife in Proverbs 31 and verse 10, which says, An excellent strong wife, who can find? For her worth is far more than jewels using the same description that was used earlier of Lady Wisdom. 
the second connection is that Lady Wisdom provides discernment in what is good, and she also despises evil. This is actually connection two and number three. We could see that Lady Wisdom provides discernment in what is good in Proverbs 2, verses 9 through 10, and that she hates evil in Proverbs 8 and verse 13. But in regard to the ideal strong wife, Proverbs 31, verses 12 says, She does her husband good and not evil all the days of her life. So we can see those connections there. Fourth connection is that Lady Wisdom is the most delightful pursuit. We saw this in Proverbs 3 and verse 15. But the ideal strong wife in Proverbs 31 and verse 13 is also described in this way. Proverbs 31, 13 says that she looks for wool and flax and works with her hands in the light. So she works in and with the light, but Lady Wisdom is also a delightful pursuit using the same Hebrew word. Connection number five is that Lady Wisdom's profit is more than silver. And this is in Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 14. But we also see a similar word used of the ideal strong wife in Proverbs 31 and verse 14, which says that she is like merchant ships. But literally in the Hebrew, it is she is like ships of one who profits. Ships of one who profits. And so it is very similar to what is said of Lady Wisdom in that Lady Wisdom's profit is more than silver. So both Lady Wisdom and the ideal wife are ladies who profit significantly. Connection number six is that Lady Wisdom provides food and provisions. We saw this in Proverbs 9 and verse 5, but also the ideal wife does the same in Proverbs 31 and verse 14, which says, she brings her food from afar, thus providing food and provisions for her household. Her household is actually the next connection. Connection number seven is that Lady Wisdom is in charge of her household. We saw that in Proverbs 9 and verse 1. But the same is said in Proverbs 31 and verse 15 about the ideal wife, which says, She rises also while it is still night and gives food to her household. Connection number eight is that Lady Wisdom invests in young maidens. We saw that in Proverbs 9 and verse 3. The same is said in Proverbs 31 and verse 15 about the ideal wife, which states that she gives portions to her maidens. That's Proverbs 31 and verse 15. Connection 9. Lady Wisdom brings valuable fruit and profit. We saw that in Proverbs 8 and verse 19. But the same is said again of the ideal excellent wife in Proverbs 31 and verse 16, which says... She considers a field and buys it, and from her profits, she plants a vineyard. Connection number 10, Lady Wisdom speaks publicly at the gates. We saw this in chapter 1 and verse 21. We also saw it in chapter 8. But the same is said of the ideal wife in Proverbs 31 and verse 23, which says that her husband is made known by her at the gates. Connection number 11, Lady Wisdom laughs and rejoices. This was stated in Proverbs 8, verses 30 through 31. But the same verbs are used of the ideal wife in Proverbs 31 and verse 25, which says that strength and dignity are her clothing, and she rejoices at the future. That's Proverbs 31 and verse 25. The last connection, connection number 12, is actually a bilingual pun. What I mean by a bilingual pun is that it's a pun that is appearing in two particular languages. 
So those who can understand Hebrew and Greek will be able to follow this particular pun. In Proverbs 31 and verse 27, it says that the ideal wife keeps watch over her household. And the verb in Hebrew to keep watch in this passage is the verb Sophia. So in Hebrew, the verb to keep watch used in Proverbs 31 and verse 27 is pronounced Sophia. And in Greek, the word, the noun for wisdom is the noun Sophia. So we actually have a pun here to where in Hebrew we have the verb Sophia to where it's a very legitimate pun with the Greek word for wisdom, which appears multiple times in the New Testament, which is Sophia. So to me, that is not a accidental connection. That seems to be a very deliberate pun, and there are commentaries that note the same. So again, what seems to me to be the most powerful part of the book of Proverbs is that we see that this description of God's personified interaction and instruction to his creation, a personification that comes to light as a female figure, actually gets embodied and incarnate into actual female readers who read Proverbs 31 and apply it to their lives. And in fact, commentator Leo Perdue, in his commentary on Proverbs in the Interpretation series, says the following, Indeed, the conclusion of the book of Proverbs 31, 10-31, is an exquisite poem of the woman of worth, or the capable wife, who while not a literary metaphor for divine wisdom, becomes the human incarnation of what woman wisdom teaches through her instructions about moral excellence, the bounties of insight, and the fullness of life. That is in Leo Perdue's commentary on the book of Proverbs on page 63, where he says very clearly that Lady Wisdom has become the human incarnation within Proverbs 31. So, in conclusion... We have observed that, number one, the origins of the New Testament's wisdom Christology, wherein Jesus Christ is depicted as a climactic embodiment of wisdom, can be traced to the book of Proverbs. Number two, wisdom, which is translated from the feminine Hebrew noun, chokmah, is appropriately personified as a female figure who represents God's wise interaction with and instruction to his creation. Number three, we observe that after spending many chapters personifying God's wisdom as a female figure, Proverbs ends with a lengthy passage dedicated to practical application for female readers. In this passage about the ideal strong wife, many of the descriptions formerly said about Lady Wisdom are now used to detail how actual female readers of Proverbs are to embody Lady Wisdom in their everyday lives. In other words, Proverbs is the first place in the Bible where one of God's personifications becomes embodied and incarnate into actual human figures. And lastly, number four, it should go without saying that Proverbs' depiction of the ideal strong wife as the embodied incarnation of Lady Wisdom does not mean that this wife literally pre-existed her birth in any way since Lady Wisdom is a personification and not an actual person alongside God in heaven. If you've enjoyed the Biblical Unitarian Podcast and you would like to financially support the work that it is doing, be sure to check out this episode's description for a PayPal link. 
Thanks again so much for joining us at the Biblical Unitarian Podcast. My name is Dustin Smith, and until next time, take care.